You're listening to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. If you're looking for the tools to deal with the challenges of this ever-changing modern world, you're in the right place. Now let's get it going. Welcome, everybody, to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. I'm Pete Beskus, your host, and today I'm really excited to have my very first guest, Dr. Nick Satello. Nick and I met in the Dad's Edge Alliance Mastermind Men's Group, and he is an amazing resource, one of the top um, guys in the group, and I thought it would be a real treat to have him on this podcast to share his insights and information with all of you. Welcome, Nick, to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you being here. Um, so let's dive in first. Tell my audience who you are and what you do. Sure. It's always a tough question, particularly for me to answer because I have done lots of things and I do lots of things. But uh, today, the way I'll respond to that is I am a professor, therapist, and coach. So those are kind of the uh, three professional irons in the fire, so to speak. I'm also a husband and father. And I think with those five things, that encapsulates pretty much everything I do in my life day in and day out. That's awesome. And now I know you have a pretty diverse background. Can you tell us a little bit about you know your history, where you kind of came up from? and Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in the helping profession for over 22 years now, pushing 23. And so that was my field and career straight out of undergraduate school and even prior to that, uh, and just been... Um, part of groups and, and organizations that are all about helping people be better people. And for me, that really started off uh, in the late 90s when I joined the field of youth corrections. And that's where um, my professional career started. And just about a year ago, here in a couple of days, actually, a year ago, I closed that, it's more than a chapter, I closed that novel (laughs) uh, (laughs) in my life, sort of. I'm actually going back to do some training here on a contract basis. But for the most part, I uh, moved on from that uh, part of my life and really am looking forward to the new uh, novel or chapter in my life, which is full-time academia as a professor and um, expanding what I do in the coaching world. And as a coach, I help men that struggle with destructive anger. Obviously, in youth corrections, I've seen a ton of um, uh, cases where anger is, you know, at the root of a lot of the problems and seeing kind of how different approaches work or don't work when it comes to, um, you know, deep-suited anger issues. And that's something that I want to bring to the world on a bigger scale because I have uh, professional experience and personal experience uh, with anger and how to overcome destructive anger. Oh, that's awesome. And I know that's such a necessary and needed um, you know, avenue to explore and to work on, especially I think all of us men feel that to the core. Like anger is one of our go-to emotions. And I think it's, like you said, it's very destructive. But today we're going to talk a little about core values. And I know that you coached me up on some core values. I thought to myself that I was pretty well versed in it until you and I had a great conversation around it. And I really thought I'd want to bring that forward to this group because I always preach core values. I know in our you know men's mastermind, we preach core values, but you approached it a little bit differently. So explain to us first, what, why are, do you see core values as being important? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm of the belief that uh, we were, everybody, anybody listening to this right now, you were put on this planet for a reason. Um, While you are one of, there's 8 billion people on the planet, 
Um, there is infinite number of, of possibilities and combinations. You are you and nobody else can be you and there will be, never be another you. And part of that, who you are, I think that's one of the most important questions you could ever ask is core values. And to kind of operationalize or define core values, it's it's the thing, it's who you are and the things that you do no matter what, no matter what the circumstance is, no matter what the opportunity is, no matter what the perceived outcome is, it's the consistent things that make you who you are and why they're important to have complete clarity on is because if you if you're not clear on your core values then by default you're living out someone else's or something else's core values and that may or may not be a, a good or bad thing uh, but ultimately if you aren't clear on your own core values it's going to catch up to you you're going to find yourself in a phase of life of wondering why in the world am i doing this how, how did i get here and for me when i peel back those layers, it's often a lack of clarity on who you are. And then part of who you are is what are your core values? Okay. So can you give us some examples of how that shows up if it's if you're aligned with them or if you're not aligned with them? Sure. So it's just building on kind of what I said. It can come up in your in just overall life satisfaction. Um, it could come up in um, relationship or marital satisfaction. Uh, comes up in career satisfaction. But it, 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 it comes up in these times in our life when we, for in a lot of different ways, we, we come to this um, frustration point or this friction point or this, for some people, it's a complete breakdown. They have a break, you know, around this, you know, my training is in, in mental health, right? So I can, I can speak to that and have experience um, helping people through that, but it can be an absolute break. And it's a, it's, you know, this is the midlife crisis or the identity crisis, um, so what does it look like? I mean, it looks like feeling lost. Like, how did I get here? What am I doing? Why do I keep doing this day in and day out? And when you don't have good uh, answers to those types of questions that you ask yourself, again, part of that is, in, in my experience, somebody who doesn't know who they are. And part of knowing who you are is understanding what your core values are. So it's a, overall, it's a, uh, how does it generally come up and rear its head? It's just a dissatisfaction with what it is that's going on in your life presently. And it's looking back and not being able to really tell how in the world did I get here in the first place? Yeah. And then this is actually, I just thought about another question um, to follow up on that. You've worked with youth and I think this props up when you are young, we oftentimes identify with our parents' core values or our community's core values. Um, speaking to somebody who's younger, how can they start to identify it perhaps earlier as opposed to reaching that point of dissatisfaction or midlife crisis that I know I have personally felt. And I think many of the listeners have as well. Yeah. It's, I think it was Frederick Douglass that, right. That has the quote that I'm going to botch, but it's something about how it's easier to, to bring up, you know, strong young men than it is to fix adult men. Right. And yeah. So, <laughs> so I appreciate that question uh, for sure. So again, uh, age and stage wise, dipping into psychological theory from Erickson, you know, it says that that, the, the teen years through young adults, so 15 to, to 25, I'll just grossly cut it there. It's all about identity formation, right? That's a huge part of what's going on for people. Uh, who am I? Who do I belong with? Uh, who do I associate with? And, and who do I not associate with, right? Um, and then 
Erickson says that's the life struggle that that everybody needs to wrestle with during that stage. And of course, I don't believe in believe in any model 100% lockstep, you know, especially when they're linear models. But uh, this has really helped me kind of understand what is going on for people, what is going on for generations of people, and what's going on at a societal level. Because I think there's some wisdom to that. So for young people, it's getting exposure. I think is one of the the big things. Um, exposing yourself to all types of experiences, all types of people, uh, all types of activities, um, and finding out what makes sense to you. What do you enjoy? Uh, What do you not enjoy? What do you not enjoy, but all things indicate that you probably ought to be able to do to a certain degree in order to uh, have some success, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. if, if, if you don't like keeping a schedule, Okay, you know, but you know, the vast majority of things that you're going to do and do intentionally are probably going to require you to keep some sort of a schedule, right? So there are going to be some things that you're like, yeah, that's not just for me, but all things are going to point to, well, you've got to be able to do that thing just you know, enough in order to to get by there. So, uh, and I think it's, I think it's, this is a tough one too, right? I think as young people, it's asking for help, right? It's, it's, it's finding people who are willing to uh, take the time to invest in you, to get to know you, to it's the whole mentor movement um, who are willing to create a meaningful relationship with you um, and that are willing to be part of your life kind of for the, the long term. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and I think this is where we're going to circle to at some point in our conversation. This is why uh, going through a core values type exercise with somebody else is is really where it's at in terms of getting the most out of the whole concept of core values. So for young people, it's getting exposure. For adults that are raising young people, you know, have them do things or explore things that maybe you're not interested in. That's a huge part of it. Um, uh, when you asked me a second ago about how does somebody know when core values are off in their life, I, I went to a family friend of mine who they're generational farmers in the area that I live in. Uh, Their name is well-recognized. They own farmland um, all throughout the Pacific Northwest and through Alaska. And that was kind of the, that's their farmers, right? There's, that's the values that are associated with that. Uh, Well, one of them decided he wanted to be an architect. He didn't didn't want to farm. He didn't want to follow the family business, right? right? I think we've all felt that. I know I have in my family. Yeah, right. So that's another example of like, I get it. This is where I come from. These are my roots, but I kind of want to do this thing over here. And is the family willing to support that, willing to encourage that? Uh, or do they, they do they double down on what, whatever the thing is, in this case, farming is saying and start shutting down uh, ideas, opportunities, you know, patterns of thinking that would lead to anything other than farming, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's kind of both and where you got to have adults that are willing to set up a, you know, a broad range of experiences, even things that maybe um, you don't necessarily understand, like, or value uh, so that the child, the young person can experience those things for themselves and freely experience them, right? Not experience them in a way like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. And um, mom and dad aren't going to like it if they find out. And that's yeah. a crisis scenario to, to be involved in. Yeah. And I think that's probably even as adults where we kind of buck up against the core values. You know, I had this preconceived idea that it, the core values evolve and change, but they might just be 
you know, to your point, something that wasn't fleshed out early on and crystallizes as we get older. Would right. you say that that's accurate? Yeah, I mean that, that's that's the the camp that I'm going to kind of operate out of in terms of you know what core values are and and where do they come from and and how do you discover them? I'm I'm of the camp of uh, going back to my point of there's only one you, there's only one uh, Pete Beskis, right? And so I think that there's a reason and purpose that you're on this earth, uh, and part of figuring out who you are is to answer that question: Why am I here? What, what am I supposed to be doing? And what is my impact? And I think core values are attached to that. Yeah, excellent. And I know you brought it up earlier, but the, let's go back to the importance of working with somebody to be able to flesh it out. Now, I'll, I mentioned it earlier that you and I worked together, and I thought I, I knew mine very well. But after having a conversation where you peeled that back a little bit and asked a few more questions that I didn't dig deep enough on, we were able to really um, narrow down, for me, four core values. So explain to me how you do it with other people and maybe give a little insight to, the, to those listening. Right. So I think that it's, it's, there's a lot of things wrapped up into that experience that you had uh, with me. Uh, one is it, it's the power of, of doing something with somebody who has expertise or knowledge in the repetitions, right? Um, and which, which I have starting with, you know, kind of my origin of core values that I shared with you, but I'll quickly share it here uh, for the folks that are tapping into this resource is I, I came across as a young person, uh, to the concept of core values as it was related to helping young people leave the gang lifestyle or the gang mentality. Right. So for me, it was literally a, a mat. It was, it was hot and trained to me as a matter of life and death saying, Hey, that if these young people don't, who are gang affected, if they don't understand that at some point in time, if not already, the gang is going to ask them to do things that are, that are, uh, perpendicular or not aligned with uh, their own core values as an individual. Um, if they aren't aware of that concept and they won't recognize it when it comes. And then that's when they do, you know, increasingly egregious things, right. In including, you know, taking the lives of somebody else. And so for me, uh, I was introduced to the concept for better or worse as a, as it being a matter of life and death. Now um, I still believe that to a certain degree, meaning that if you lived your whole life, uh, talking to the non-gang, you know, affected type person. If you lived your whole life and you couldn't answer who am I and and what was my purpose and mission here, well, that's kind of living a life of death, right? I mean, yeah, so, yeah, it, you're really not going to be satisfied or right. always be unhappy, right? right. I, like I feel that. But I think part of what happened there is again, you again, it, it's not that difficult. There's there's a handful of exercises out there that anybody can access. You could Google it core values exercise. There's even a whole coaching platform that's all centered on core values, right? Um, so that part isn't difficult. The info is out there, right? And, and you can put yourself through a core values exercise, which typically looks like um, reading through a list of words, picking words that for some reason stand out to you and saying that these are my core values. That's in it. I mean, that's, that's grossly reduced, but in a nutshell, that's, that's how that works. Right. Um, Versus, okay, so just think about that though, right? Uh, if you're if you're doing that example that I said, you're gonna you're gonna print out or get access to some kind of text based. Here's a list of of core value words, um, and you're gonna read them, and then you're gonna select them. Well, you're only tapping into core values through one sense, right? The either the reading and and maybe if you sound them out aloud, maybe you kind of have that internal auditory uh, sense. 
that's just not how a rounded experience with anything really comes about, right? Imagine, I mean, you're not a carpenter just because you read about how a nail and hammer works. You really figure out how to be a carpenter when you get Un- out. Unless back. you're putting together Ikea. Right. And then, and then you never know what a carpenter is. Then we're all, then we're all experts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think it's that um, working with somebody else that, you know, has what you want. In, in, in this case, you know, I've worked with lots of people uh, around helping them really s- crystallize what their core values are. And that's always going to be a, 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 a more enriching experience uh, around it. So, you know, my take on core values, okay, great. Um, Pete, you've outlined your core values. You can even recite them to me. Okay, prove it. All right, that's that's always that's kind of like one layer. You know, yeah. prove, prove to me by where you spend your time, how you spend your money. Those are usually the two major things. How do you spend your time and how do you spend your money? Prove it to me that you know what your core values are because they're, they are evidenced by where you're spending your time and why you're spending your time and where you're spending your money and why are you spending your money. And if you aren't making values-based determinations for your time and money, then your core values aren't active there, or at least they're not intentionally active there. So yeah, and you're and you're definitely not aligned with right. the. You won't feel good about those choices that you're making. Right. Yeah. No, that was really that was really awesome description there. Since this is a, a podcast about tools and actionable tools for for people listening, what's one tool or one piece of advice you'd give to somebody that they can implement right now? Um, based off what we're talking about? Well, I, you know, I'm going to come back to is if this concept of core values um, isn't familiar to it, to you, um, I would say square one, you know, find a core values exercise and put yourself through it. Um, you can, you can Google the one that I use uh, most often because it's a little more tactile is the, you can Google motivational interviewing Core values card sort. Literally Google that. It'll take you to a PDF. That whole thing was developed with federal tax dollars. So it's 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 yours to use and however you want. So don't feel bad about it. Uh, it'll have the words that you'll cut up in little strips of paper and then you'll put them in piles. Uh, very important, important, not important. And then I have people sort through that exercise until they get about uh, three to five core values and the very important stack. And so that's, we kind of have to uh, hold yourself accountable to getting that stack down to, to three to five. And as you know, that it, part of the way that I work with people with core values, you know, if, if you're going to use them to inform how you spend your time and how you spend your money, well, you got to have it down to like three or five. If you've had yeah. it to 10, 15 or 20, it's just too diffuse. You're not going to be able to use it in a meaningful way on our, on an everyday basis. So I would say, get yourself in front of a core values exercise and put yourself through it. Step one, step two, get with somebody who understands core values and understands how to really apply them to a life and spend some time with them and, and uh, go through that kind of hot seat experience, you know, refining through the fire, so to speak around uh, core values and prove it to prove it to them, prove it to themselves, to yourself and prove it to them. Yeah, you make it sound like it was a you know hot seat, but to be honest, it's a fun experience and it's a fun exercise. I think be able to talk that out with somebody who's just you know neutral is really beneficial. It's not like you're talking to your friend or you're talking to a parent or somebody else. You know, I had a really enjoyable time. It wasn't it wasn't a fire it wasn't a fire seat right. yeah, at yeah. all. 
<laughs> um, so what's one thing we didn't address that you think is critically important to share or just something that would add some extra depth to this conversation? Yeah. And I think that w- what I'll do there is kind of go a little bit deeper in my stance about, you know, do core values evolve over, over time versus are they kind of always there? And just for context and reference, I'll pull or I'll just cite that, uh, you know, I ascribe to acorn theory that comes from James Hillman, who's a, a American psychologist, wrote several books, um, the, the, the code character or the force of character. I can't remember. Um, where a lot of my uh, thoughts kind of came come from this, but it's the idea that you're born with this acorn, uh, that acorn could and should grow into a, a massive tree that has impact and recognition in your, in your environments, but you have to have the right uh, environment for that acorn to truly blossom and grow into the tree that it was meant to be. So that's the metaphor there. So that's the reason why I believe that you are, that you're, you're brought into this world with core values. Hopefully you're brought into a, a family or, uh, you know, a context, a caregiver context where they also believe that and have helped you shape and, and, and nurture that into you. Um, but if you're not, then, you know, you kind of go through life and you, again, you start taking on other people's values and, um, and then you come across the core values exercise. Well, again, I don't think that you're, you're trying them out as much as you're discovering what was there in the first place, right? Kind of like, uh, Michelangelo and, and David, if I have that right, you know, David was always in there. It was just my job to, you know, chip away the marble until until he was fully visible and present. So that's really my 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 take on it, and um, and that's where working with somebody to say, okay, this is a core value that you're telling me that you have in your life. Why is it there? What is it? Where does it come from? Right, and it's really for me is it's getting them to anchor it back into some sort of life of life experience. Versus saying, well, that's what my, my dad always said, or that's what my mom always said, or that's what, you know, that's what my job expects of me. So there's a difference between core values and then um, the execution of core values, like the behaviors, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I think that's where you and I had the breakthrough where sometimes you can confuse the, the execution of core values as the core value itself. And so I do believe that the execution of core values will necessarily change over time. Like, for example, if I believe that um, sports is a way to reach and connect with other people, um, well, early in my life, I'm going to do that by being active in sports myself, right? But as I get older, I'm going to have to change that because I'm not going to be physically able to do what I used to be able to do 20, 30 years ago. I'm in that phase now. I'm mid-40s. I used to be pretty active you know, on the basketball court uh, multiple days a week, and then it turned into coaching. Well, I would have to stagger that now, right? I, I wouldn't be able to play five or six days in a row of basketball because um, it's just I can't keep up with that anymore, or at least I'm choosing not to because of the potential injury or sacrifice it would make, right? So the execution of connecting to people through sports is going to look different over time. Right. But probably that if you were to steal me back to that, I would say that uh, connectedness to other people is a core value. That's great. And I'm really glad that you dove into that and really fleshed it out, because I think that's probably one of the key takeaways for people who are doing a core values exercise. One additional question to ask is, how does it show up? Like, prove it. I think you said that earlier. Prove it to me. Right. And I think that even if you're doing it for yourself for the first time, it's a very, very, very valuable way to stress test them. 
the prove it is, uh, I don't know if that was a question or not, but I'll quickly uh, say to it is, again, this is like core values and the implementation of core values is like any skill that you might learn, right? So at first it's going to be robotic. It's, it's, it might be difficult. It's not going to feel comfortable, but you'll get better and better at it uh, over time. And so the prove it comes from, yeah, before I bought this car, yeah, before I signed up for this thing, yeah, before I said no to this, before I sent this email, before I wrote this agenda, I thought to myself, how am I going to bring my core values out in this opportunity, in this exchange, in this communication, right? So that's where the prove it comes from. People could say, yeah, I absolutely uh, centered myself in my core values before I got on the phone, before I sent the email, before I sent the text, right? That's that's the prove it, you know, in the later stages of refining core values. Yeah, and I think that's a really good, like I said, that's a great point to bring up as people explore it and for themselves over time. Um, I really wanted to also give you an opportunity if somebody wants to work on their core values and they want to have an expert such as yourself, you know, to bounce it apart, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's not up, but it'd be easy for me to put it up right away. Uh, I would just uh, head over to my website, nicksotello.com, and then do forward slash core values. And what 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 will happen there is I'll, I'll have a calendar that you can sign up on and, you know, I'll give you about 30 minutes of my time and you got to come to it with some core values exercise done already, and then we'll go through the prove it process. Well, that's great because I have a core values exercise on my website um, okay. as well. They can grab them from there and they can come chat with you. And like I said, I hope that they get the same you know, insight as I got for going through it. And I think you're a phenomenal resource. And everyone who's listening, reach out to Dr. Nick if you guys are having thoughts about trying to flesh out your core values. Nick, again... Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This was a fantastic talk. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Pete. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the Tools for the Modern Man podcast. If you like what you heard today, drop me a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. And if you want to learn more about working with me, you can always look me up at www.petebeskis.com. Thanks and see you all next week.